Apple recently revealed its App Store Awards for 2021, and it's a list of terrific software. We here at Macworld thought we'd share some of our all-time favorite apps. So if you're looking for great software that you can use, stay tuned to this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Before we get on with the show, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Ready to buy a new iPhone 13? You can save some money on that new iPhone by trading in your old phone for cash with Declutter. Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10, that's Macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10 for an extra 10% with Declutter. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Uh, the year's coming to a close, and you know what that means. It's awards season. <laughs> and uh, Apple recently released its App Store Awards, and there were 15 recipients. Uh, we're going to quickly go through the list of winners. But after that, we thought we'd talk about some of our favorite apps of all time. We're not restricting ourselves to just this year. And to be quite frank, I don't think I go through apps enough to be able to pick out an <laughs> annual uh, best of. Yeah, it, it, I, I would maybe it's less of a, of a of a favorite or best apps or favorite apps and more of just like a, hey, if you're getting a new device, yeah. this is a recommendation. We, we recommend this app. This is a good one to go get yeah. right, you know, first off or something. If, yeah. if it was based on just use, mine would be like. Candy Crush and Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so the App Store winners that Apple named, let's go through the list. They named the iPhone app of the year, Toka Life World from Toka Boca. Yeah, those, those Toka apps are always super popular. My, my son used to kind of play around with them. And from what I can gather, it's just like a like you don't actually do anything. You just create these worlds and it's like a creative thing. Yeah. But they're, like a, they're extremely popular. Like a it sim is, life type of thing. Yeah, kind of, but it's not even that, it's not even that advanced. Like nothing can die and nothing can, you just, you just create stuff and they yeah, kind of run it, around it, the screen. It's like a no, yeah. It's like a no fail state kind of a thing where you just, it, yeah, it's a kid's creative app yeah. where they get to make a little environment and little creatures and, they play music and stuff and it's yeah uh, they're and really looks, really great apps amazing yeah but they're very um they're very targeted toward like a young audience that doesn't need any sort of goal based right. <laughs> like advancement cool. or anything like that it's just like this is something you, almost a toy this is a, a toy your child can play with and do something creative and fun and build something so it's meta before facebook uh announced meta is that what I don't I'm think there's saying? any kind of connectivity. I don't think you can. Oh, there isn't. I don't think okay. you're together with mm -hmm. other players. Oh, at the, uh, I think you're just kind of building a life where there's all these different kind of, I don't want to call them monsters, but there's little creatures. Avatar creatures. Yeah, that are, and they all have a little personality in it and play a different th there's instrument. There's a bunch of different ones. There's this one that they're talking about, it has 187,000 reviews on <laughs> The app store, so they're extraordinarily popular. 
like it's like Jason says, like it's just you know you're making these little characters and they're doing stuff. The iPad app of the year is Luma Fusion from Luma Touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a video editing app. I've never used Luma Fusion. Uh, I think it's supposed supposedly specializes in multi-track um, mobile video editing. Yeah, that, that's another one that I look at the screenshots and it looks amazing, but I have absolutely no use for it. <laughs> yeah, this is it's it's kind of the thing for people who wish Final Cut was on yes. right. the iPad. They're always right on top of taking advantage of the latest Apple hardware. They're like one of the first ones out. It's like Affinity Photo or something. It's, mm-hmm. They're like the first ones out with some really highly accelerated special new features. Does super fast things like color grading and time speed ramping and all this other stuff. So yeah, I mean, you can do serious editing work on your iPad Pro. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah if you're an iMovie user, it, it's not for you. Right. If you're a Premiere or Final Cut user, this is your iPad version of those things. Yeah, it costs 30 bucks as in-app purchases. I mean, it's, it's a serious app. The uh, Mac app of the year is Craft from Luke yeah, Labs. You know, I actually downloaded that because it looks super interesting. <laughs> I had never heard of it because I don't necessarily do stuff like that on my Mac. But on my Mac, I, I take that back. I had heard of it. I hadn't really dived into what it can do. But it's like a... It's like a, a, a like a supercharged notes of sorts and you can collaborate and you can add pictures and things like, you know, uh, it's, it's more for like sharing documents with people and, and collaborating. It's, it looks, it looks super cool. I might, I might get you guys in on this if it's, if, if I like it <laughs> coming soon to the new year. No, I, I'm, I'm only kidding about that, but it looks, it looks super, it looks slick and, and like something kind of like that next step from notes. Apple's going to buy a company. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The uh, Apple TV app of the year is, is it, I don't know how this is pronounced. Is it pronounced Danzen or Dazen? D-A-Z-N. Yeah, I have no idea how that's pronounced. Yeah. According to its website, it's a, yeah, it's a uh, sports video streaming service. Yeah. Maybe it's really great. I mean, I don't know. Right. A, a lot of video streaming services apps are terrible. <laughs> I I always just hope that whatever... Whenever there's a streaming service that I just hope it works with the up next <laughs> feature and I can just directly add yeah. a show and yeah. go right to my episode without messing with the app because every the app design on every streaming app is terrible. It's yeah. confusing and obtuse. Yeah. You can't find you can't find what you're looking for. You can't get to the episodes you want. It's just it's they're also that- why are they all so bad? These are huge, big billion dollar companies that work in like creative media. <laughs> And then and some of them are like so actively bad, like I like you said, like you just don't want to even go in them. Like they're just yeah. awful. Yeah. Oh, like and it's, is the it's, worst. Yeah, oh, terrible. It's frustrating that Netflix isn't part of that um up next thing because that that's that's a, a under an unsung great feature and the mm-hmm. Apple TV. That that screen is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, it bothers me because I always forget what I right. me too. have available to watch on, on Netflix. Yeah. But to its credit, Netflix is one of the apps that has a less bad <laughs> uh, design. It, it, yeah. I hate how it keeps changing it up on me. It, it, everything, every time I go in there, there's a different list. That's the problem I have <laughs> with Netflix is that there's so much content. It's easy to lose track of something. Or like you see something and then you go back and it's like buried in some other menu. And yeah, it's very hard I, to find. I just want it like new. I have a list. It's called my list. And I just want it that every time I open the app, that's where you go. 
like you can you have all these other weird lists of new content and stuff for me to look at, but just go to my list. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I, at least they did a streaming app for the Apple TV because honestly, I mean, there's all these other apps and nobody uses them. I can't, yeah. I can't, it's, it's so unusual for them to be used in any way at all. The Apple watch app of the year is carrot weather from yeah. Grailer. Yeah, I can, I can vouch for that. That's awesome. <laughs> Carrot is Carrot, one of those Carrot apps has that has ruled for many years and yeah, they're getting some attention. The, the free the free Carrot Weather is not great. You have to, unfortunately, you do have to kind of subscribe if you want Carrot Weather to be all it can be. But it is one of the best weather apps, like on all platforms, on all Mac, <laughs> iPhone, iPad. I think they have an iPad version. Uh, and they do a really great Apple Watch client with tons of like complications and lots of customization for them and everything. Uh, that's my biggest frustration with Apple's built-in weather app is you don't get it. It doesn't have the complications I want. And if I ever tap to go to the app, I get this weird round ring that I don't know how to read. <laughs> and uh, for what it's worth, Brian Mueller is a good follow on Twitter as well. He's the creator of... Uh... Or the maker, as he calls himself, of, of carrot. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. That's a that's a real fun app and a, a good twist on the on a common everyday app that we've downloaded a million times. It's, it's you know and different. Its latest version, it went through this big overhaul. Where I mean, it, we always like how it's got this like sort of personality and all this other stuff, and it's kind of funny. But the iPhone app went through this change where they have all these different modules and themes. Uh, that you can basically build your own weather interface um, and it's easy to do and looks great. Uh, and basically you can turn it into exactly the weather wrap you want, which is just <laughs> phenomenal. And, and it gets all these feeds for all the like, you know, hyper local weather and all this other stuff. So if you're ever going to pay for a weather app, carrot is where I would start. Yeah. And, you know, like I use that with AccuWeather and Apple's weather app. Like it's, it's not necessarily superfluous. They all do unique stuff. Well, you live in the Northeast where having <laughs> a lot of weather 12 minutes. matters. Yeah. yeah. I, I live in the middle of California. So it's like, well, if it's the winter, it's raining. And if it's any of the rest of the time, it's hot. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's the weather. Uh, then there are a bunch of games at Apple, uh, Wanted to recognize there's the iPhone game of the year, which is League of Legends Wild Rift from Riot Games. Am I the only one who's kind of surprised that League of Legends is still this huge thing? Or maybe I'm not into I'm not into it enough to know. Um, yeah, the original PC uh, version of League of Legends is getting kind of long in the tooth and it has a really bad reputation for a really toxic environment but they've yeah. been working on some other games they have like a collectible card trading game they're expanding out the universe kind of like world of warcraft does you know they had that this wild rift is a made for mobile sort of simplified version of it it's very good and they're they're doing other things doing a fighting game which is i don't think is out yet if you have not seen the netflix series arcane it's called arcane it's based it's based on league of legends it is great and you don't have to know or care anything about League of Legends. <laughs> uh, it, it is just really good, like beautiful animation, really good human story, 
fantastic is it just, acting. Is it just one season? Uh, yeah, in fact, it, it, it's one of those things that where the season came in two parts of like three or four episodes each. Um, I think okay. the season's done. They've renewed it for another season so far, but it's brand new. And yeah, you don't have to know the, the first thing about League of Legends to really dig this show. I will add that to my list. Thank you. you should. Yeah. Surprisingly good. It, it's funny when these old games pop up. I mean, I'm not a gamer and I never played League of Legends, but my son now plays plays. I don't know, Clash Clash Royale, I think it's called. Oh yeah, and that that's right, like yeah. Clash that's, of Clans from how many freaking years ago? Yeah. That's still yeah. going strong. Yeah, yeah. Like it's amazing how these games just have such longevity. Yeah, yeah some of these service based games, they yeah, just yeah. manage to keep them fresh. Yeah. The iPad game of the year is Marvel Future Revolution from Netmarble. Uh, I think this is a fighting game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, sure. yeah. I, I mean, I haven't played. There's so many of these like Marvel tie-in games, right. puzzle games, and different kinds of yeah. brawlers and stuff like that. I, I, I'm not sure which one this one is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Avengers-based thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I never played it either, but it looks cool from those screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about longevity and older games. Uh, the Mac game of the year is Mist. Yeah, Which, yeah, uh, that new re-release, right? The new re-release. Yeah. For people who don't know, Mist is almost thirty years old. Seriously, <laughs> that was that game that made everybody have to buy a CD-ROM player. Like you right. didn't have CD-ROM <laughs> for your computer, and you wouldn't bought one so that you could play Mist. Yeah, and it was it was all static, like images. You would click, and it would take you to the next scene. It was like static animations and images and puzzles. And the new version is all real-time 3D graphics, but it's the same mist with the same puzzles and stuff. It holds up because it's it's also abstract and the puzzles are also abstract and everything. And, and it's this kind of empty world and everything. So you don't see things like and go, oh, that this looks like such old graphics or anything. You don't, you know, that none of that happens. I mean, I'm sure the re-release is great, but um people always make fun of the mac gaming market because it's not there aren't a lot of <laughs> yeah current yeah. games you know yeah, what i mean it's true and the idea that this 30 year old game is the mac game of the year is just, just kind of gives more right it's a little to tone deaf critics. yeah, yeah. Yes. even I mean, though even though this is a modern re-release right. of uh like with all new real-time 3d graphics it's like a remake i should say right uh and just released on regular windows pcs too it, it, as a pick yeah it doesn't do anything for that reputation yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the few mac cards. um criticisms that is absolutely valid and not a myth like it's if you're a gamer oh, yeah right. don't come here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not, not like you're, the mac you're missing games out on that there are are bad but no, you're no, just missing just out on a lot you're not going to get the new stuff for a couple of years yeah well and there's just so the much of the accessories around gaming a lot of the streaming software and gaming hardware and all these other things just don't work with Macs or they're limited or something. So yeah, it's just not Apple never has got gaming as a culture and no. still doesn't. That's a long, right. we can get into a long discussion about it. it might even yeah. That's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast, man. Yeah. The Apple TV game of the year is space marshals three from pixel bite. 
I'm not, again, I don't have an Apple TV, so I'm not familiar with this game. Uh, we do, and I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I'd rather. The uh, Apple Arcade Game of the Year is Fantasian from Mistwalker. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know this um, game. My, my son plays occasional Apple Arcade games, but I've never seen this one. This one that's that's the one I would have chosen. Only 10. This is this says 12 plus. It's more it's, like it's RPG an RPG yeah. in the Final Fantasy vein that is it looks, it looks cool from from uh the creator of Final Fantasy is like one of the is the guy behind Mist Walker and he's one behind this is a little bit you know you're aware of that meme of like Obama pinning in a, a medal on Obama. You know, it, this mm-hmm. is like having an Apple arcade, arcade game of the year that is like an Apple sponsored game like this uh, kind of feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is one yeah. of their big budget games, but it's honestly not great. It's not a great RPG. Mm-hmm. It's not, as especially coming from the creator of Final Fantasy. It's, and it's exactly the kind of Apple arcade game that Apple seems to be trying to get away from because it's one of those big, full fledged games that are really not made from five minutes at a time mobile play. Then in addition to the awards, Apple did this thing where they named a trend of the year. Yeah, I they think this that. is, this was basically an opportunity to try and highlight a few more apps, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the trend that they said of 2021 was connection. So basically they're social apps or they have apps with some sort of social aspect to it. Some of the, app, the apps that they uh, wanted to recognize is called, one of them is called Among Us from Inner Sloth. Yeah, Among Us is a pretty popular game. You're making it sound like it's not uh, something you've ever heard of. Among Us is, <laughs> I've never heard of it. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. A, so. Among Us is the one with the imposters and, you, you, you know, you're with a bunch of people in a room and you got to figure out who's killing everyone. It's a, it's a, my son plays it all the time or, or used to. Mm. It's a, it's yeah. a cool game. It, it was the, I think it's hilarious that Roman never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this. One. I'm getting old. So uh, then there's Bumble. I, th- every, I think everybody's heard of Bumble. Yep. Mm-hmm. Canva, which is yeah, a, Canva's like a web creation thing. Yeah, or a, or a, not a web creation, a, a, a design tool. Yeah, for people who don't like you know, that gives you a bunch of templates and stuff. It makes it really easy to make real nice social images and uh, website images and stuff. Mm. Uh, there's Eat Okra. Which is a uh, guide to uh, black-owned eateries. Yep, which is awesome. Which I've, should... I've I've used that in cities before. It's cool. Uh, peanut. Uh, That's I'm a, not familiar with. This I think app. it's a it's a pregnancy, uh, uh, like oh. a group for for a pregnant pregnant. I see. Woman, not explain why I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, well, that that, <laughs> that one you're off the hook for. Among us here now, we're gonna have to have a talk about that, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> So that wraps up uh, Apple's App Store Awards. Uh, to be clear, we're not really sure what Apple's criteria are for coming up with these. If yeah. it's just like number of downloads or they, they say like it's an editorial team decision, but I don't yeah. know what. It is definitely not just the most popular. Apps. Right. It's definitely Fine. not. These are the top downloads, although I think there are places to find lists of those things. Yeah, this is their their picks among their App Store I would say like curation team, probably the same yeah. team that makes all the app stories and stuff like that on the app store comes up with these. From what I understand, I mean, every now and then you'll see a developer win one of these and they get a, the award sent to them in the mail and stuff. And they're shocked. They, they, right. there doesn't seem to be like a, it's not like the Oscars where they release a list of nominees 
<laughs> and everyone <laughs> and everything bombs. where everyone yeah. knows they're just like oh my god i won this you know yeah it, the the award's cool uh, yeah, all, the physical all award. like 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 hardware awards are very cool yeah. the apple music one is like a it's like a a silicon chip the circular silicon chip they're they're, they're all real nice oh it's a die yeah it's a big yeah. uh, uh it's a wafer sorry that's right a wafer that's the word i was looking for thank you but they're they're all very cool Mm-hmm. Well, we'll never have one. <laughs> <laughs> our discussion will continue, but first a word from our sponsor. Upgrade the smart way with Declutter. Sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, or MacBook today. Get a free quote for your old device, ship it to them for free, and get paid quickly. Visit macworld.com slash trade in and use the code MACWORLD10, that's MACWORLD10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now back to the show. We thought we'd talk about apps that we would like to recognize that we use all the time. They're not necessarily uh, new apps. They're just tools that we use constantly. Where should we start? Let's start with the iPhone since that's like the big thing. Hey, maybe you're going to get a new iPhone or something and you're stuck in a rut using the same apps you've been using for two years. Something you want to try something yeah. new? Let's start with that. You go oh, yeah. first. I'll go first. Uh, so I'm gonna, of course, start with a game. Is it Among Us? <laughs> my favorite, my new favorite app is Among Us. I just <laughs> discovered this app <laughs> three three minutes ago. It's awesome. <laughs> I can't stop playing. <laughs> this is actually uh, a game in the Apple Arcade. So you, if you're an Apple Arcade uh, subscriber, you can try it out. Uh, it's, my, it's it's a game I play all the time. It's it's called Grindstone. Oh, love Grindstone. A game that's kind of a variation of the match three type games like mm-hmm. Candy Crush and Bejeweled. It's a little different take. There was an old iPhone game that never made the transition to the 64-bit era called Dungeon Raid. That was the same sort of thing. You connect, you don't swap items. You like draw a line through as many connecting similar items as possible. And Grindstone feels like like a modernized version of that with continuing advancement and and everything. It's it's totally fun to play. It's got great art style. And uh, one of the reasons why I keep playing it is because the developer continues to put new content out for it, which is great because sometimes, you know, a lot of these apps, they put them out and then they just kind of languish. Then you finish them and then that's it. But Grindstone keeps getting updated all the time. They did a special holiday update to it. And it's just a lot of fun. I got a few minutes to spare. I'll break out Grindstone and do a couple levels or even repeat a couple levels so I can grind a few uh, <laughs> rewards. So that's a game. I think you should check it out. It's free. So it's also the, an Apple Arcade. It's also the kind of game that outside of Apple Arcade would be very heavily monetized. Like you'd end up hitting this right. wall of progression where you really have to spend money on energy or gems or something like that to really go for forward. And it benefits so much from Apple Arcade having no in-app purchases or ads or anything yeah. because it's been rebalanced so that you're never like stuck and feel like you have to spend money or the developers forcing you in a way. It it's it's a great example of why that whole policy is so great. Well, as someone who's completely hooked on Candy Crush and probably has spent more money than I'd like to admit, I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, you should give it a shot. It's it's different enough from Candy Crush that you won't feel like, oh, this is just another match three game. If you're looking for that, there's a Simon's Quest match three game. Un, un, unrelated. Unrelated, but on uh, uh, 
Apple Arcade. How about Mike? iPhone. All right. So this is one that it's a pandemic thing. I meaning that I because I was watching so much TV and on so many different streaming services, I was trying to find something that would help me organize what I've seen, what's coming back, and what I want to see. And it's it's this app called TV Time. And it it's a it's first of all, it looks nice, it's super slick. And you can create like a like almost like a like a guide of the shows that you've watched or watching, and it gives you complete information about what season they're up to, what episodes you've seen, what episodes there are, whether it's been renewed, what 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 service it's on, helps you discover shows that are kind of like it. And it kind of takes all of that, all of those disparate streaming services, you know, com- melds it into one little personalized guide. And um, I, I love it. It's a very small, very specific app, but I use it um, constantly. What's it, what's, how is it monetized? How do you make money? Three bucks. Okay. I, I, I got to look. I think I, 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 I did pay for it. I, it there's no um, in-app purchases. I think it was $3. Let me see. Yeah. I much prefer somebody just say like, look, just give us three bucks and here's our great app. And yeah. <laughs> rather than everything being in the subscription service. Jason, you can go and I'll chime yeah. in when, once, <laughs> once I find the price. Um, mine's, mine's kind of a twofer because they're related, but I'm going to say one password and Authy. Oh, um, if you yeah, Authy, um, I use a lot as well. And, yeah, and one password. It's kind of, you kind of can't live online now without using a password manager. Like you really got to, you really have to. <laughs> you're just, you're living on borrowed time if you're trying to use just the same password all the time or have a mental map or keep notes or uh, just, just use a password manager, please. Yeah. I'm begging you. <laughs> um, and, and you really need to turn on two-factor authentication for everything. And Authy does a great job with that. Plus it works across a lot of devices. And if you ever, if you're one of those people who uses non-Apple devices for anything, there's Authy on, you know, other platforms and stuff too. Same with one password. So those are, that's sort of my preferred password manager and two-factor authentication combo. Yeah, and, uh, one password is one of those apps, and you know, LastPass and Dashlane—they're all good. Right. But I, what's great about all of these apps is that it, it syncs with all of your devices so nicely. Mm-hmm. So when you get a new one, that's the first app that I sign into, do the Face ID thing, and then it just makes everything else so much easier. Yep, absolutely. And even beyond managing your passwords. Uh, one password just does all of right. that form fill out stuff and everything. I don't trust keeping all of that stuff in a browser. Like, you know, browsers do all this form filling stuff and I don't like that it's there. I want it encrypted, salted, hashed, stored somewhere yeah. <laughs> really secure. In so, and just synced between all my devices. So it's, it's made my life so easy. Yeah. I use one password all the time. I know like on the Mac, some people like to use Keychain to uh, Apple's built-in Keychain to uh, yeah. manage your yeah. passwords, but the management tools in Keychain are horrible. Well, they're kind of non-existent, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to hop into settings to manage or change Keychain things. Yeah, uh, it's kind of only best in Safari, you know. And if you're the kind of person who has to use other browsers, it's iffy. If you have to use other devices other than Apple devices, right. you can't rely on Keychain. So yeah. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of 1Password. Um, I'm going to admit that I first used Authy 
I want to say this year because Jason shamed me for so many months into <laughs> using a, a, an authenticator app. I, I, I used SMS like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> a lot I would of bring it up, places use say, SMS. <laughs> it's sketchy. I, I read an article every other month about somebody who uh, spoofed numbers or yep. SIM spoofing and stuff like that that make SMS unreliable. You know, and there's other good uh, two-factor authentication apps. Google's authenticator is good. Microsoft's got one. Most of them will work fine. I just like Authy. I like the way it backs up in the cloud. You can have like a password and get all your stuff onto a new device quickly and easily. Yeah, it's it's great. And you know, honestly, it's quicker than SMS and easier because you know it's it's constantly updating that code. You just so as you're logging in, you can go to Authy on your phone, get the code. It's 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 the only thing it doesn't do that I really like about using SMS is that Apple has that thing where if you get a code in SMS, it'll put it in your your keyboard suggestion, yes, you know, right. thing. And that's actually very secure the way it does that. They neat backend stuff they do to do that. I want them to make an API that lets my, any two-factor authentication app do that for them. That would be great. That's a framework I want Apple to make. iPads will be popular this holiday season. So we thought we'd also bring up our favorite iPad apps. I've, even though I just said iPads will be popular this season, I do not use the iPad very often. <laughs> it's not popular in my household. Uh, when I do use an iPad, so I actually end up using the iPad when I'm testing Macs uh, hmm. because I use, I just have two, so many, usually I have you know a couple Macs set up and I'm benchmarking and I don't want to touch the Macs. I end up using the iPad and the app that I use quite often when I'm on the iPad isn't app called Mac Tracker. So it's essentially a database of Apple devices and the specifications of those devices. Oh, and like release dates and all that other kind of, you know, just yeah. here's all the details about all the Apple hardware that's been yeah. released. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll vouch for that. That's a fantastic resource. Yeah. And I know there are websites that you can find this information, but I like having it in one app and it's easy to navigate through. Because uh, often when I'm testing, I need to figure out the specifications of not just the platforms that I'm testing, but the platforms of past uh, machines and things mm -hmm. like that. So I use Mac Tracker a lot to uh, look up that information. It's it's an app that's been around for a, quite a long time, and it's free if you're yeah. into that it's kind been, of stuff. Yeah, it was a website before it was an app. It's been around forever. It's great. Yeah. Hey, just a quick update on my iPhone pick. It's actually television time. TV time is a separate app, which I used also, but I like oh, this okay. one better. And it was okay. three bucks. Do you guys have any Apple Watch apps that you have as picks? I don't because <laughs> I don't really use my <laughs> Apple Watch. Look at, look at Roman only using Macs and iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, I, I mostly use my Apple Watch as a way to get a very select number of notifications and stuff from my phone, you know, I turn off most of them and it's only things I need to be notified on like messages or Slack, or, you know, I, sometimes my hands are busy. I'll make a phone call on it and I do the fitness tracking stuff, but I do have one app recommendation and that's auto sleep, which is uh, a one time 499 purchase, not a subscription. And there is sleep tracking in, in the Apple watch now, but it's really bare bones. Yeah, it's very, it's very just like, rudimentary. Here's when you went to sleep and got up and that's right. it. It's not the quality of your sleep or when you were in REM or when you were restless or anything like that. And it's really kind of also based a little bit around bedtime, the bedtime function in your phone. It doesn't, if 
you take a 30 minute nap in the afternoon, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. going to catch that. <laughs> um, auto sleep is just a much, much more robust. So if you care about sleep tracking, that would be my pick for how to add it. Pay your five bucks for auto sleep and you get a really robust and there's a lot of options and you're going to have to tune it a little bit to get it to accurately track your, when you fall asleep and wake up. But once you get it and you get a good week or two worth of data in there, it's a really awesome way to get insights into how well you're sleeping and how long you're sleeping and all that other stuff. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sleep. Well, I don't agree. I don't use that app. I don't really use any of them. I actually, for sleep tracking, I, I have a Fitbit, but um, sleep tracking on the Apple watch is, is just not good. Not Apple. It's, no. it's, it's, it's such an afterthought. Yeah. yeah. Like they really need to fix that. We, whether watch OS nine or, or Apple watch eight, whatever it is that they're, they need to do, but it's, it's so it pales in comparison to Fitbit. I mean, it's, it's as good as Wear OS, which is that saying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they need to look at Fitbit does a tremendous job with that. It's yeah. Just, and now that it's now so that Google good. bought Fitbit, right? It's uh, you can you can bet Wear OS is going to get for sure at least more robust sleep tracking. And and given Apple's focus on fitness and how important uh, sleep good sleep is to your fitness, like just having some way to measure the quality of sleep that you get, uh, yeah. and, and, or, or remind, it doesn't do any reminders. Like, you know, after you've gotten too little sleep for several days, it doesn't pop up a thing going, you're not getting enough sleep. You want to go to bed earlier tonight? Like anything, like just no, do yeah. anything. That has all these metrics and guidance and it's just, it's, yeah. it's charts and it's, it's excellent. So auto sleep's a great way to get all that on your Apple watch. Um, and it's five bucks and, like we said before, honestly, an app that you can just pay for and not have to keep yeah. paying for every month. Yeah, no uh, problem there, there, paying for apps. Yeah, there's plenty of good reasons for subscription apps, but this is not one of them. <laughs> this is not an app that has like this ongoing cloud service that you really need to, that they need to fund continuously and stuff. So my Apple Watch app is fairly commonplace. It's it's pro, uh, sports. I, that's my, one of my go-to notifications for the watch is game start and score updates uh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Baseball, basketball. So ESPN is the one that's my favorite. I, I've used a bunch of them. Bleacher report. I've used the score. Uh, yeah. ESPN, I find it be the, the simplest. They give you news, they give you updates. What I want to have an Apple watch app is the app to not really bother me. And only when I need it to, and to not have to ever go into it, to do anything with it. Yeah. Like much like your sleep one. Like I just want it to work. And that's mm-hmm. what this does for me. So um, I've wanted like a really good sports tracking app for a while on the Apple Watch. ESPN is the closest that I get. I think it's actually better on Apple Watch than it is on the iPhone. Oh. The iPhone app, uh, it, it's, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's just, it's, there's so much there. Yeah. The Apple Watch just distills it to the things you want. Uh, just, just shoots notifications when, you know, important things are happening. It's good stuff. To me, that's such a, such a clear advantage and design. Um, goal for for apple watch stuff is like yeah. how little it can bother you like That's what's right. the minimum amount you can bother me and you should and, never and vibrate and ding and, and stuff because it's on my wrist yeah. you know and, and you, you really want to have to go into it to do anything right. yeah but you do want it to absolutely notify you when it matters right. and it's finding that balance is the trick right yeah, but, but sure. an apple watch that can app that can nail that is really just adds so much value 
Yeah, one of the underrated Apple Watch apps, it's it's Apple's app, but Maps does such a awesome job of that. Those little buzzes, like when you have to turn oh, right, yeah. like oh yeah, when you're fantastic. doing uh, when There's you're driving and doing for right or left, and stuff. it's so cool. Yeah, like we don't ever because it's it's there. It's it's just part of the watch, and it's been for for since day one. But it's it they do a great job of that. Yeah, I used to use that a lot. I used to um, I had when I had a car with CarPlay and stuff. I used to use maps for directions. Apple is, is this another Tesla plug, Jason? No, <laughs> uh, but I used to use maps for directions a lot and I would turn off the voice stuff yeah, and just rely on my, the fact that I knew turning left and turning right had different little clicks. Right. On and they're watch. different enough where you don't even have to really think about it. Yeah. Once you get used to it. Yeah. And so that way I could turn off my navigation voice telling me, you know, when to turn all this other stuff and just rely on my watch just, calmly buzzing a little bit and that that's one of those things where like once the iphone is in a thing like lte on the watch for maps and you know lesser important sports scores like all that all those things that just work mm-hmm. are, it's, it's going to be a, a you know like just be able to replace the phone for those little things that does it for this episode of the macro podcast episode 771 thanks to jason cross thank you Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.